Why should we treat her so fancy? She's a Frankenstein. to scream 101 this is your host sergio and brennan and as you can tell i'm a little bit worse for wear so if and I i'm s- a little bit rock and roll let's call the whole thing <laughs> off uh um so if your favorite host sounds a little bit more hoarse than normal it's because i'm sick it's because he was bitten by a horse and now the full moon is rising so Brennan is going to have to have enough energy for both of us today as I struggle to make it through. Okay. But rest assured, I am the little engine that could, and I will, and let's do this. Okay. Um, let's do 10-word reviews of movies we watched in the past week. Let's not. Let's do 12-word reviews because that's how long both of my reviews are. <laughs> okay. Go for okay. it. Okay. So Downton Abbey, a delightful treat that proves you're never too young for the movies. Okay. Everyone in that audience was old except us. Oh, that's true. Um, and my review is this movie made me 800% more socialist. Perfect. Um, tall girl Netflix keeps making crap and we can't help, but take a whiff. (laughs) My review is yes. Tall people are the biggest minority in new Orleans. It's true. New Orleans, just a city of little people. Yeah. I guess they're literally the biggest minority. Yeah, Yeah. That's what I assumed the joke was. No, I was just saying, like, there's, you know, there's other things going on in New Orleans other than the plight of a s- one tall white girl. Yeah, New Orleans has a lot of problems. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're here today. Um, we're going back in time. Come with me on this journey through the ages. Uh, we're reviewing 1943's Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. It's the second sequel in the Wolfman universe and the fifth sequel in our Frankenstein marathon. Here is the plot. Lawrence Stewart Talbot, Lon Chaney Jr., is plagued by a physical oddity that turns him into a crazed werewolf after sundown. I wouldn't call that a physical oddity, but it's it's amusing. Uh-huh. His desire to rid himself of this ailment leads him to the castle owned by mad scientist Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein, it turns out, is now dead. <laughs> Yet Talbot believes that the scientist's daughter, Baroness Elsa Frankenstein, Alana Massey, can help him. However, his quest to right himself puts him on a collision course with Frankenstein's monster, Bella Lugosi. How do you spell Eon Chaney? Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney. How do you spell his first name? L-O-N. Oh, he has a lame. I thought it was like Eon, like I-L-A-N. Elon? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's Lon Chaney. Oh. It's just the, it's pretty simple. I was just wondering. Okay. And so now you know. That was quite a nice synopsis. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So, Brennan, let's start off like we always do with scariness. How many screams does this deserve? Uh, I'm giving this one out of five. Thank you for asking. Okay. Me too. Twins. <laughs> okay. Um, I wasn't scared really at all. Um, I was intrigued and mostly confused, I guess, during the watching of the first half of this film. Because it's only about the Wolfman? Exactly. I don't know what I expected. Um, but surely it wasn't just a Wolfman movie. This movie is very Wolfman forward. I imagine because it was his second sequel, it was a much fresher franchise, and that's what people were more interested in at the time. 
Yeah, I'm guessing people were really clamoring for a sequel to it, and so that's why they made him more of the central character and less of Frankenstein being in it. Well, which really kind of defeats the purposes for our podcast because we're watching because of Frankenstein, not the Wolfman. Uh huh. So our disinterest is merited, I think. Yes, I agree. Um, does it give you any interest in watching the original Wolfman? None at all. <laughs> this was not a good uh, way to be introduced to the Wolfman. Fair enough. It makes me want to watch those other wolf movies like Werewolf in Paris and Werewolf in London. <laughs> yeah, in but, that order. Uh, I go by the city that I'm most interested in. And because I've always been a Francophile, Paris is the way to go. Francophile is in you're a fan of Frankenstein? Yes. Again, another reason to watch the Frankenstein movies, but not a good enough reason to watch this movie. Uh huh. Well, look, this movie reteams the two stars of the last one, Bella Lugosi and Lon Chaney. But last time when Bella Lugosi played Igor and Lon Chaney played the monster, now Lon Chaney is reprising his role as the Wolfman, and Bella Lugosi gets to step into those big old Frankenstein shoes. <laughs> and oh boy, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah. No, yeah, it's very Wolfman forward. Um, it It's just him wanting to die because he's sick of being a Wolfman. And I'm like, this isn't really that interesting to me. No. Uh, like, he has, you know, these big basset hound puppy dog eyes, and he does seem sad. Um, but it's not really frightening, you know? I wasn't scared. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess it was kind of sad. It was just sad. These movies are more sad, but oh, yeah. they're, they're I mean, not scary. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the monsters aren't really monsters, you know? Yeah, they're just people. Well, no, Frankenstein's just, I don't know, some unholy thing. Uh, but, but, yeah. But he wants to be a people. Yeah, and they just want their humanity back, and they realize that this monstrosity that's been thrust upon them, this othering that they did not request, uh-huh. is alienating them from the society in which they live. Yeah. And it's just so sad to see them struggle to gain relevancy. Not relevancy. Gain acceptance, that's the word. Yeah. In this society. And I, I know you're kind of kidding, but that is what it is. No, I know. Okay. I Look, I have been having to talk to students about othering for the past three weeks. I'm yeah. fucking tired of it, but I know how to do it. You're good, you're good at I it. I can identify it now. That's why you get paid for it. Um, anyway, what's your campiness score? Two, which is sad because I was expecting it to be higher. I mean, you're probably closer to objectively right but i am going to give it a three for a couple of reasons but is there a moment that stands out to you particularly the only campiness that stands out at all to me is the uh introduction of the female frankenstein yes baroness elsa frankenstein a returning character from the last one she was in that yes um but played by a different actress um, oh she was the one who fell in love with that dude and then as her father was burning to death in this house they just kind of wandered off on a hill Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but her character was a lot of fun in this movie. She's played by, I'm assuming, a better-looking actress. Um, Because you remember her. (laughs) Because I remember her. But also, her outfits were on point. Like, this whole movie... The the movie should be about her. Frank, like, Wolfman meets Baroness Frankenstein. Uh, Alana Massey is the actress. Yeah. How do you spell her name? I-L-O-N-A. See? So it's not uncommon to put an I before an L. Yeah. Ilan. Well, no. Yeah, it's not uncommon when it's pronounced Alana and not Lon. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So, yeah, she was very attractive. Her outfits were great. Um, uh, yeah. And she was kind of silly, too. 
Oh yeah, no, her, she provides most of the campiness with every single thing that she wears. Mm-hmm. In her first scene, she's wearing this huge black hat and this like black netting like around her neck that looks like Davy Jones barnacles or something are growing along the side of her face and wrapping around her neck. Yeah, it's like imagine your favorite Catholic grandmother and her favorite black veil that she wears after you come out to her. Um, and <laughs> instead of like a veil, it's just it's netting. Yeah, it's fishnets. That's how she celebrates your queerness with a fishnet veil. It's very nautical. Um, but then later on, she wears a necklace of pearls. I assume that is just enormous. Yeah, and it's wrapped around and at the bottom has this weird loop that just looks like a noose there's just so many extra pearls that it, you could hang someone with them yeah the pearls were great as was her and her hair you mean um her 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 going to bed hair which is just full viking braids that go like all the way down her body well those work later originally she had curls she yeah had curls for days and then she had um yeah uh, and then she had uh, the braids, which were inexplicably long and just out of nowhere for when she had to do, like, work when she was in the, like, labor- laboratory, right? I don't know. She she wasn't really helping in the lab, so maybe she was down at the Hot Topic buying extensions or something. Why was she in the lab at all? Was she just, like, supervising? Because I don't know if she has a degree in any kind of science. Well, maybe she's... Unlike the other Frankenstein men, it's clear that she's not a scientist. Yeah, um, look... It's the only way to save her soul, you know, because all the other Frankensteins kind of die with their creations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's the only one who at least has access to his diaries, and maybe she'll be like, she can decipher her dad's handwriting or something. Ooh. Okay. Well, that was really the only source of campiness for me. Um, you can make the argument, as I'm sure some have, that when the Wolfman actually meets Frankenstein and they have a little brawl at the end there, it's campy but it's really over in the blink of an eye yes it has to be you know sustained camp for at least two seconds in order to qualify it has to be fun and over the top like what was campy was when the wolfman was like jumping on cars being like you know an annoyance uh (laughs) (laughs) inventing parkour in the 40s but everything else it was just so serious and so drab and so sad that i was just like yeah the wolfman is actually pretty great um, but Lawrence Talbot is a snooze. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Wolfman, I, I like his physicality a lot. It's very animalistic, and there's like a really interesting energy that he brings. Yeah, definitely. Which is a huge contrast to how boring and dull he makes Larry Talbot. Yeah. Um, have you seen any incarnations of the Wolfman where he's a more scary character? Um, you mean like of this particular Wolfman or of any werewolf ever? Um... I know that there are scarier wolves than his. Yeah, okay. So I know that answer is a yes, but in, like, the universal, have you heard of anything like a wolf man being better than him? I, that was a weird way to yeah, phrase I'm that sure question. Yeah, you're asking me. I don't know. Like, is there a universal monster's version of this wolf man that is scary and good? I mean, I, I hear that the original Wolfman film from 1941 is a good movie, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know that the wolfman itself is scary i think the fear is supposed to come from the like uncontrollable like body horror of not being able to like a dr jekyll mr hyde kind yeah of thing. yeah okay um but no i i've not seen any of the other lon cheney wolfmen yet but he will be popping up and i believe all the rest of the frankensteins that we're watching so mm. we'll we'll get some familiarity with him that sounds like fun yeah um yeah, no, also, look, how are you forgetting the full song and dance number that's at this, like, village festival? Oh, yeah. 
Um, with a guy who may or may not be in brownface, I'm not sure what's going on with him. Brownface, Brent. I don't think so. It's just there was something really uncomfortable. You're just on alert after Trudeau's (laughs) expose. Maybe I am, but I don't know. There's something just about the performance feels very off to me, and I was like, I don't know what's going on with you. I mean, it's probable that he's well. He's clearly not of whatever culture they're supposed to be imitating. Um, so maybe it's just his weird manic energy that he's bringing to it kind of is that. Yeah. It's, um, he's just off-putting. It is manic. Yeah, it's manic, and it's just kind of, like, insane. Like, this is his take on, you know, uh, um, um, a spirited like, singing of a, some kind yeah, of like like colloquial Estonians song. Estonians or something. Yeah, so I think that's probably what you're picking up on. I guess you're right. It just it feels minstrelly yeah. in a way. Like, it, it feels unreal yeah. in a very uncanny and strange uh-huh. way. Um, but no, we, the, the reason my campiness is, is a, a level higher than yours is Bella Lugosi as, as little as the Frankenstein monster is in this movie, eh, Bella Lugosi is just overacting the crap out of it. It's a really bizarre performance. Like I thought he was really fun as Igor in the past two movies because uh-huh. that character is just out of control with his little clarinet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he's just flopping his arms around wildly. It's like he's trying to do the robot. Like it, it, it's a. He's clearly enjoying himself, but he also did not pick up any tips from working with Boris Karloff because this is not the monster that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Nothing but respect for my Frankenstein. Um, I definitely think that you're right. Um, Bella Gosi as Frankenstein is not great. Um, and even more on point with the fact that this movie is missing Igor. What has, you know, kind of bonded us to the Frankenstein movies or like what I've definitely taken away from them is Igor's character. Mm-hmm. He's a whole lot of fun. Um, but this movie has no like clarinet playing Igor and therefore I was just kind of like checked out. Yeah. Also, this movie <laughs> forgets um, that where when last we left our, our monster, he had Igor's brain inside of him. And he was talking, and he was trying to rule the world. Um, So I guess that's just not happening anymore. They're kind of like, let's ignore that last one. Except for the the continuity of these. Look, it's going to be a challenge trying to pick that apart under any circumstances because it was not that's not what they were going for. Mm -hmm. But this is a pretty direct sequel to Ghost of Frankenstein because they talk about the house burning down with the monster and his master inside. Elsa Frankenstein is wandering around in this movie, but they kind of pretend that that movie wasn't in a different town and they've just said it in the same town that all the Frankensteins have been in and they forget about the Igor brain and it's just it's just not really worth thinking about, I guess. I think so. I think you're right on that. I don't know why you were so worried <laughs> that... Whatever. My, my favorite discontinuous moment, though, is that they have added a water feature to Frankenstein's castle. There's, mm-hmm. like, a nice little little waterfall and, like, that wraps around the castle... That spoiler alert uh, bursts and floods the castle as well, mm-hmm. um, but it was very pretty and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's in the closing minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's how we leave this movie is that dam breaking and it's like, well, that's that. Yeah, as as if that could kill either of them because we know. First of all, we know they're coming back. But second of all, I, I a monster ending where it's like he's probably dead, right? We're good, bye. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not how this is gonna work for us. Mm-hmm. There are eighteen thousand more of these movies coming. Yeah. Um, what's your effect score? My effect score is gonna be two. It's gonna be my two. 
I was processing the question because I was like, what effects were there? And that's like, I remember the explosion of the waterfall thing. Uh-huh. And that was pretty much it. Um, maybe some science-y stuff. Did you, did you like the moment where Larry Talbot in his bed becomes the Wolfman? I was fine. It was a little slow and I felt like it lasted a little too long. Um, but it was fine. Yeah. Well, look, the thing is, in order to achieve that effect, he had to be the most still. It's like posing for a painting because they had to, like, you know, map the frames onto each other and fade really slowly. Mm-hmm. So it is stilted. Mm-hmm. But I think it looks pretty solid for 1943. Mm-hmm. For sure. It was very animated. Yeah. And what do you think of the Wolfman makeup itself? Like when he's running around as the Wolfman? Not as frightening as I've come to know it today. It From what? What what frightening werewolves are you like thinking of? The ones in Cursed. Mm-hmm, you're right. There's the really nothing, terrific CGI werewolf. <laughs> there's nothing more frightening than a werewolf that can flip you off. It's hairy and rude. <laughs> I'm look. I'm sorry you're sick, but I'm glad to have sick Sergio as a guest on this episode. Um, thank because, you for finding the humor and everything. Yeah, no, because look, you're you're funny like you always are, but the you're bringing like a very strange deadpan energy that I like. Okay, whatever. Hey. <laughs> um, and then here's Teen Wolf, also scary looking. Yeah. Okay. For for people who aren't in the living room with us, he just picked up a copy of Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two in a double feature package. Yeah. I might be watching this today, actually. Yeah. Just while you're bored at home, while I'm at work. Yeah. It's not like we can go out and go to the gym or anything fun. I still need to allow my body to fucking heal. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, everyone, this is a little window into what my life has been like in the past week. Sorry. Sergio is such a man when he's sick. Yeah. Um, he's let's objectify women. No, okay, shut up. No, that's not how that works. Um, but no, like, you know, the man flu, like when a man gets like the smallest cold and he's all of a sudden like, I see the light. Elvis is beckoning to me. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, for comparison... Sergio has a cold. He's been laid up in bed for a week and making me make him soup and tea and all this stuff. And I had a super bad migraine for a full day that left me bedridden, and I have not talked about it since then. Well, that's because you're healthier now, and I'm not. So that's <laughs> why. Once I'm healthy, Brennan, this will be a distant memory. I'll mm-hmm. be like, hey, do you remember what happened last week? I sure don't. Distant memory. Because uh, I was delirious in a fog of sickness and germs. Look at Sergio's Twitter to see his lament. <laughs> I don't deserve this dragging. And anyways, back to the movie. Um, so, yeah. So, whatever you were on, you made an excellent point, And I think it's time we go to overall score. Ooh, wait. I like, oh, the, God. I like the part where the water floods the castle and it crumbles into little pieces. That yes. part was great. Thank you for echoing what I said earlier. Oh, it's just a good effect. It is very good. Okay. Keep going. There's no more effects. Was that was the two. No, continue on the thing that you were doing. Overall quality score? Yeah. One. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm giving it a two. Because it's fine. Look, it's possible that had I had more context for the Wolfman, like had I been introduced to him as a character beforehand, Mm -hmm. I might have been more receptive to Eon Chaney's... uh, Lon Chaney? Who cares? Um, His portrayal of the Wolfman. But in this case, like I had no idea. I was expecting to like this person. And I already kind of know who he was um, when the movie started. And that just wasn't the case. So I was just kind of tuned out. It's like watching... um, uh, Endgame before watching <laughs> everything else. Everything else. Uh, 
Or at the very least, not watching the other one. Or it's like, okay, if we watched the Frankenstein movies leading up to this, it would be like watching the Ant-Man movies leading up to Endgame. <laughs> yeah, um, which even then, I don't know if it's a pr- like an appropriate uh, comparison because Endgame, at the very least, had some really gnarly special effects and like stuff. Uh-huh. This one had very little of any of that. So True. if if Endgame was just the first part where they're talking about being sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like for you when you had to see Downton Abbey without having to see the entire all the other episodes before hey, that. I've seen half of the first episode of season You've one. You've seen so. like the first 20 minutes when Daisy almost poisons everyone and you laughed at that and then that was it. Yeah, that was it. I was like, oh, that's the poison girl. Okay, I got this. Context. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so... Again, that's not really the movie's fault, and I'm gonna leave that one as like with that big asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe if I were to see The Wolfman, and then I guess to give this movie justice, rewatch this movie, maybe it'd be higher. I don't see that ever happening in this lifetime or the next, but you know, <laughs> at the very least, I'm giving hope for those people who love this movie because mm-hmm. I'm sure people do like it. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's one of the more at least famous of the Frankenstein sequels, like post Bride of Frankenstein. Um, I don't know how much people love it, but it's definitely well known. Um, I have a question. Do you think you would have had less of a problem with it if it was called The Wolfman Meets Frankenstein? What was it called for? It's called Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Um, no. I'm not gonna like do that close of a reading on it and being like, oh, this is more accurate to it or whatever. Well, it is though, because this is not a Frankenstein movie. You're right. And the title makes it seem like it is. Um, that's fair, but at the very least, it's meets and it's not like you know Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, which is what I kind of thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it literally is. They just meet. But look, you've seen. Look, we we should know by now that these movies have incredibly perfunctory endings. And anything that promises, like, a big action effects spectacle is not going to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Bride of Frankenstein was in w- one minute of the movie, you mm-hmm. know? Like, th- this is kind of how these things work. Um, but yeah, so I was expecting to be disappointed by the battle, but I wasn't expecting how disappointed I was going to be by the battle. Because um. they just kind of run around a room for two minutes, mm-hmm. and then they get flooded. And then it just says, the end. Mm-hmm. And th- it it's it's really brutally mm-hmm. cut short. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really just does go to show how much we are like, you know, viewers of film in our own time because we're kind of just used to the monsters being like introduced from the get-go and seeing them fight from the get-go. I'm referring of course to Godzilla, this movie that came out this year in which he is just fighting it like non-stop throughout the movie. God, that movie was shitty too though. It was shitty, but it was at the very least entertaining from the beginning. I disagree, but continue. <laughs> Would your overall score not be higher for Godzilla than for this movie? No. Oh, for me it would be. Um, look, I think they they both are disappointing. Um, Godzilla obviously has more action and more monster stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fucks Mothra. Or whatever that what? was. <laughs> Didn't Mothra and him become one? Like, they loved each other? I don't remember. I was... Look, we were in Hawaii watching that movie, and also I was, like, actively falling asleep. <laughs> Um, um, you did fall asleep. I did not. Yeah. Um, but no, it was just, everything was just freaking like brown and gray blobs. And I was just like, this is nothing. I can't, I'm not excited by any of this. Look, a lot, yeah. the movie had some structural problems because there were characters that appeared and then disappeared. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but, but it was in it. Man, he fucked Mothra. It's fun. I don't think that's what happened. Anyway, um, first, the, I, I don't know, this movie. 
it, it was passable. Like I said, the effects are kind of fun. There's some like fun campy moments or whatever. Um, it just it wasn't doing it for me. It's not that it didn't deliver what I expected of it because it delivered pretty much exactly what I expected of it, which is mm-hmm. a lot of talking and a little bit of monsters. Mm-hmm. It's just the talking people weren't that interesting this time. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, look, the the more sequel you get, the less the human characters matter. But because of the limitations of the time, the human characters still get a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's not exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, also... I don't think this movie understands the phases of the moon very well because the full moon just seems to come out whenever the fuck it wants, like alternately across days over several weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is not. <laughs> that was something that I did notice, but I didn't care enough to be like, oh no. <laughs> it was just peculiar. <laughs> you know, with these kinds of movies, you can't really like be super like fixated on the lore because otherwise we would just be standing around waiting like for non full moon months. Know. Yeah, I know, but like they could, you know, montage while they're working on the science. Um, but he, the, that guy's like, I followed this trail of newspaper clippings about people you murdered, and like it can't have taken them more than like two weeks to get to where they were going. Um, so I don't know, whatever. It's it's a little. It's they don't know the science. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not even science though. It's like look up at the moon sometimes, and you'll be like, oh, full moon comes out once a month. Look, old movies were so long back in those days, Brendan. They had intermission. So I'm so happy this movie did not have an intermission just to like be faithful to like the 30 day moon cycles, you know? (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Um, I guess that's it for this movie. It's a really, look, it's a, it's an hour and 10 minutes. It's a very slim offering. (laughs) And within those hour and 10 minutes, almost nothing exciting happens. Yeah. Literally the parts of this movie that can be boiled down to exciting are the two effects that you mentioned, the Uh wolfman becoming the wolfman. Uh And then, the dam yeah. <laughs> exploding, uh, and then all the scenes with our homegirl, Lady Frankenstein, Baroness Frankenstein. Ooh, yes. So that's all boiled down to me as being fun and important and noteworthy. Okay. Um. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, and maybe that scene with the guy singing. I don't know. I still feel weird about that scene. Um, anyway, we're going to do our last couple segments, but first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can we find have us more segments? Yes. You always get confused by this, but we'll get there. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, give us as many stars as you want. You have full liberty. I command you to review us. Um, uh, no one's going to get that <laughs> joke. It is. I just made a reference to it. And go ahead. You were gonna say. Continue. No. Wait. What? What century is this novel from that we're reading? Uh, the 18th century, but yeah. the 1750s. Yeah. Um, I just made a re- reference to an 18th century romantic comedy novel that Sergio and I are reading called *The Female Quixote*. That I read. Whatever. Look, you didn't get me my copy until like a week after you had yours. Okay. Continue. Anyway, um, it was a very oblique reference that was only for Sergio, and he didn't have to call it out. No one would have noticed, but it was fine. Um, our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. Um, did I say what the name of the book was? I did. The Female Quixote by Charlotte Lennox. Check it out. You'll have so much fun. It is very fun. Um, but yeah, our segment that I was mentioning is I have to tell you what we're watching next week, which is Leprechaun in the Hood. I'm ready. I can't wait. Um, isn't that the movie that got you in trouble with your? Oh yeah, family? with my very Catholic, not well, it was my very conservative neighbors didn't like me watching that movie because oh. it had swears. 
Yeah, that's the only reason you shouldn't watch Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, and then it's time for our guesses about the next movie in the Frankenstein cycle. Uh, this movie is called House of Frankenstein. It's from 1944. Um, I'll give you what little I know. Um, this is one of the first like true like Avengers shared universe movies where a bunch of monsters kind of get together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to get like a Dracul in there at some point. Um, definitely a Frankenstein. I know Larry Talbot, the Wolfman returns. Ooh. So what circumstances do you think will bring these, these, uh, monsters together in house of Frankenstein? Um, the mash. The other, oh, they're going to do the monster mash, the monster mash. <laughs> it is a graveyard smash. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, I've—I I mean, I've known about this movie for a couple of years, and I always just imagine it to be like a dinner party at Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I am really hoping they play the Monster Mash. That song definitely did not exist Aww. when this movie came out. Who knows? It's such a fun I do. song. It's from like the eighties. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was from like the thirties. It sounds so old. No, it's just because it's referencing old things. <laughs> I honestly thought it was from the 30s. Like some it, some relic somebody found on a, a wax cylinder and it was the Monster Mash. Well, no, we have songs from the 30s, you know, 30s and 40s that still play. Like tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Well, no, like, you know, a lot of Billie Holiday music, a lot of, uh, you know, Bessie Smith music. Uh, okay. Um, Bessie Smith. Oh, who cares? Come, come, continue. Okay. Well, we're both wrong, but you're still more wrong. Um, it came out in 1962. Well, see, it's old. Yeah, but I not, feel like you're more wrong. It's still a good two decades after House of Frankenstein came out. Okay, fine, fair enough. Okay, no uh, one's gonna be doing the mash. <laughs> I'm not excited for this movie anymore, Brennan. Well, maybe the monster mash was inspired by events that occur in House of Frankenstein. Okay, okay. Maybe it's like a primitive version of the monster mash. I'm back in. And the song is inspired by it. I'm ready. Okay. Until next week, good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.